Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, and we start with local news. A Spring Hill home was destroyed in a fire on Sunday afternoon. According to a Spring Hill Fire Department social media post, at approximately 2.34 p.m., crews were dispatched to a single-story home in the Southern Springs neighborhood where they found heavy fire coming from the rear of the home. Flames also damaged a neighboring home but resulted in no injuries throughout the two-hour operation. Mutual aid was provided by Columbia Fire and Rescue, Williamson County Rescue Squad, Murray County Fire, Williamson Fire and Rescue, Spring Hill Police Department, and Williamson EMS. A few residents and business owners are assessing damage to their property after two EF0 tornadoes ripped through Lawrence County, including the town of Etheridge, late last Thursday afternoon, uprooting large trees and damaging structures. After surveying the area, the Nashville Weather Service confirmed Friday evening that the severe storm produced two tornadoes that touched down in Lawrence County, in addition to an EF-1, which hit Marshall County, also on Thursday afternoon. Mature trees along the tornado's paths were unearthed in Lawrence County, while a popular antique store and rural residence sustained the most damage when high-speed winds reached 85 miles per hour tore through the area. According to National Weather Service weather forecaster Matt Reagan, the first tornado touched down in rural Lawrence County at Granddaddy and Gore Roads, spanning 3.7 miles, while the second tornado touched down in Etheridge, spanning 5.5 miles. No injuries were reported. Linda Staggs, co-owner of 13-year-old business Heart and Soul Antiques and Collectibles in Etheridge, was sitting Thursday on the porch of the popular antique hub she owns with husband David when she realized she was in the path of a possible tornado. I was on the phone with David, and he said he heard it was coming near the store, so I got up to turn on the radio, Linda Staggs said. When I did, that's when it hit. I ran to the bathroom and waited it out. The violent winds demolished the porch structure at approximately 4.30 p.m. where Staggs was sitting just seconds before, damaging the roof and dozens of pieces of Amish-made furniture displayed outside of the store. The antique store, a 27-year-old warehouse encompassing 2,500 square feet of treasures from glassware to Amish handmade furniture and local jellies and jams, is situated in the heart of Amish country, where it's not uncommon to see wagons led by horses amid busy Highway 43. When she emerged, she exited the building through the back door since rubble blocked the front entrance. I didn't realize the damage until I made it outside. I was lucky. It could have been a lot worse, Stagg said. Owner of the building, David McGee, said he is still assessing the damage and the timeline of repairs to the building. Despite the external destruction, McGee and the Staggs said they are thankful that no significant damage affected the inside of the building or the inventory inside or people. I'm just thankful Linda was not injured, said McGee, who owns about 32 leasing spots in the area. Linda Stagg said her phone has not stopped ringing since the building was hit. People keep calling to see if I'm okay, she said. That's one thing about small-town life. Everybody knows you. We all call each other. We check in on each other, she said. The Stags said they are looking forward to getting back to business as usual as the store that draws customers from all over the U.S. and the world as far away as Iceland. 
Approximately 10 miles down the road, further into rural Lawrence County, Sam Outlaw, an area resident since 1991, helped roofers and his neighbors cut through the branches of a massive overturned tree that smashed into his roof on Thursday, damaging his home's facade, front door, and windows. Thank God my wife and I were in the basement at the time. We didn't know it was coming, Outlaw said. I knew it was a possibility for a tornado to be in the area, but we didn't know it would be this close until it hit. I heard the roaring, he said. Six large mature trees were ripped from his acre-plus yard and adjacent property like wilted weeds in a flower bed. It must have happened in just seconds. It's truly amazing how this much damage can occur in such a short period of time, Outlaw, a retired state workforce development employee, said. On Friday, he said the cost of the damage is still being assessed. You never anticipate having to go through something something like this. Storms have come through this area before. You always know it's a possibility, but you don't plan for it he said. He appreciates the help from his neighbors the most, he said. They volunteered their time. It's no less than tremendous, Outlaw said. The Columbia Police Department recognized Corporal Scott Boblitz as its Officer of the Year during a recent Knights of Columbus annual law enforcement appreciation dinner. The event was held at the St. Catherine Social Hall in Columbia. Each year, the Knights of Columbus sponsors an appreciation dinner for all local law enforcement agencies. Corporal Boblitz is an 11-year veteran of the Columbia Police Department and is assigned to the Bravo Patrol Shift. In 2022, Corporal Boblitz worked diligently in assisting with community outreach projects that went beyond his scope of patrol duty assignments. Boblitz's exceptional dedication and work ethic has always been apparent in any of the many assignments that he has held with the Columbia Police Department. Throughout his career, Corporal Boblitz has proven to be a self-motivated officer and seeking education and training opportunities that have proven to be beneficial in his service to the citizens of Columbia and the Columbia Police Department. Murray County firefighters are hosting their annual mulch sale fundraiser on March 4th at their Carters Creek Pike Station. On Saturday, March 4th, beginning at 8 a.m., locals can drive through Station 12 and purchase black, brown, or red mulch in support of Murray County fire personnel. This fundraiser will directly support and equip Murray County volunteer firefighters to serve our community. This annual fundraiser allows us to provide critical life-saving equipment for our amazing volunteers. Our members tirelessly serve all of Murray County. Your support is greatly appreciated, says Chief Peter Jensen of Station 12. We are excited to share that the chief of Spring Hill Fire Department has ordered mulch for Spring Hill Fire Stations. Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt has ordered mulch and so many more community members. We appreciate the outpouring of support as a volunteer department. Events like this are essential to our ability to serve the community. Last year, the fundraiser raised thousands for the department and allowed members to update equipment. The event will also feature local food trucks. Murray County Fire Department is a volunteer fire department that has served Murray County residents since 1970. They provide essential fire and rescue services to over 600 square miles and 19,000 properties. This department is able to operate due to the support of Murray County citizens. If you can't attend this fundraiser, you can donate to Murray County Fire year-round at www.murraycountyfiretn.org. Carolyn Champion has joined the staff at Murray Regional Medical Group. She is a family nurse practitioner in endocrinology. Endocrinology is a specialty which treats diabetes, thyroid disorders, and conditions relating to the endocrine system. 
Champion received her master's degree in nursing from California State University in Fresno, California, and a bachelor's degree in nursing from Barton College in Wilson, North Carolina, where she graduated summa cum laude. Before Champion became a nurse practitioner, she worked as a registered nurse for four years. She has worked as a nurse practitioner for nearly eight years. Carolyn Champion joins Dr. Bushra Osmani and Dr. John McRae at the practice. To be treated at Murray Regional Medical Group Endocrinology, patients must have a physician referral. Services include care for adrenal disorders, diabetes, osteoporosis, parathyroid disorders, pituitary gland disorders, and thyroid health. Murray Regional Medical Group Endocrinology is located at 854 West James M. Campbell Boulevard, Suite 100 in Columbia. For more information, you can call 931-490-7050 or visit murrayregional.com forward slash endocrinology. This past December was a rough month for many outdoor plants, which include ornamentals. Symptoms of cold damage should be apparent in the landscape and nursery resembling dead tissue. Freeze damage can also be identified by symptoms including cracking or splitting in wood trunks or stems, flaccid or discolored foliage, scorched foliage or flowers, wilting foliage or sagging branches. According to Murray County Ag Extension, although unsightly and worrisome that the plant could be dead, it is advised that leaving the plant alone until spring could be the best course of action. Pruning now could further damage the plant if still alive by exposing living tissues to cold temperatures ahead. Once the plant has begun to grow in healthy areas and the cold has passed, it will be easy to see areas of the plant that are necrotic and need to be pruned. Any slimy, softened, or watery tissues that present a rotting odor should be pruned. Only dead tissue should be pruned as overpruning will stress the plants. Look for green, healthy tissues and stop pruning so, that's the, so that the plant can begin recovering from, from those sites. Overwatering during this time can stress plants by promoting new growth rather than aid recovery. Moderate watering or drip irrigation is recommended. Avoid applying fertilizers for the same reason, as it will promote too much growth to a damaged plant. Murray Regional Medical Center recently announced Lesbia Martinez and Jordan Shaw have joined its advisory board for the 2023 term. Martinez has more than 20 years of experience in business leadership at various local environmental abatement companies. <clears throat> she currently serves as president of Central Fire Restoration and Cleaning, LLV, course director at Tennessee Environmental Services, LLC, and general manager of Cumberland Environmental Resources Company. She holds a bachelor's degree from a university in Guatemala City, Guatemala. Shaw, a military veteran and former county commissioner in Murray County, has 25 years' experience in the IT industry. He is currently the chief technology officer for the National Safety Council. He holds a bachelor's degree in organizational management from Bethel University, a master's degree in information systems from the University of Phoenix, and a doctor of business administration from Argosy University. He's also working on a second doctorate in artificial intelligence from Capital Technology University. I want to thank Lesbia and Jordan for their willingness to represent the Murray community and serve on our advisory board, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. They both bring decades of proven leadership experience that will only further enhance our board. We're blessed to have them, he said. Murray Regional Medical announced its 2023 Board of Trustees and Advisory Board members in January. For a full list of members, you can visit murrayregional.com forward slash executive dash leadership.
A new Spring Hill library may be pushed once again down the capital improvements budget based on a discussion at the most recent Board of Mayor and Aldermen meeting in the Spring city of Spring Hill. While the city was grappling last budget season with funding a new police station or library, ultimately opting for a new police headquarters, Alderman John Canapari requested the city begin thinking about a fire station to service the new interstate interchange and surrounding areas. His recommendation of placing $3.5 million into a fund for a future fire station and budgeting funding for architectural plans are, ironically for the Board of Manor and Alderman liaison to the library board, threatening the library project for a second year in a row. The reasoning for moving ahead with the fire station, however, is simple. Cost, he said. A new fire station would cost about $7 million, while the library could potentially be four times that amount. Due to Canapari's forward thinking, half of the project's cost is already funded. City Administrator Pam Kasky also noted that sales tax revenue is far ahead of projections, which could potentially reach a point where the city could pay for the station without borrowed funds. Currently, the city's three stations can't adequately cover a large portion of the city, which has caused the department's ISO rating to suffer. When we look at this statistically and we look at our ISO ratings and our response times, this is going to make an immediate impact once the station is up and running to bring our response times more in line with where they're supposed to be, said Fire Chief Greg Temple. We are graded on the 90th percentile and some of our times that we've calculated are in the 50th percentile, he said. Temple said building the new station would immediately decrease response times by about 25%. Additional costs would include staffing and equipment, which would cost $1.5 million initially, with salaries and benefits as annual costs. Fire trucks have already been purchased and are expected to be available in the fall of 2024. Library Director Dana Giroux presented to the board, highlighting the bevy of programs the library provides to the community, while Canna Perry prefaced her presentation by listing several additional programs. Canapari noted the library was widely utilized, even closing in on the same level of use as the much better funded Brentwood Public Library. We're not that far behind in people that use the library than Brentwood. They just have more money, he said, and our people and programs are better. Canapari estimated the library had been pushed to 96th on the capital improvement projects list out of 100 projects the city needs to complete and vowed to bring up the issue of more funding in this year's budget cycle. Kasky said the city has plans to budget $37,000 for a sketch of a future library plan to make sure the potential building could fit on the parcel of land the city hopes to utilize. Meanwhile, the fire station would serve as a community hub that would include a fortified space where citizens can gather in the event of severe weather and workspace for police to work from if necessary. Additionally, on-site are plans for individual bunk rooms that would be available to accommodate male and female firefighters, a large gym space, commercial kitchen, and specialty training equipment. We've incorporated all that together as a very functional space. We've just tweaked everything and made it a very functional space. We've also gone room by room in this facility. It matches a lot of what we've done in the other stations, Temple said. So again, there's nothing here that's really new. We just tweaked everything and made it more efficient for our purposes, he said. Vice Mayor Kevin Gavigan was curious if the two projects were mutually exclusive or if the two could be built either simultaneously or back-to-back. Kasky said the two would likely not be able to be funded in the next budget. If the Board of Mayor and Aldermen decides to apply for a site plan through the Planning Commission, the city would have three years from approval to begin construction. The timeline Temple provided, however, would have the building completed by November of 2024.
Hosted by the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and presented by First Farmers and Merchants Bank, the annual Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will take place Saturday, April 1st at Riverwalk Park in Columbia. Proceeds from the 2023 Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot provide funding for Murray Regional Health's Mobile Medical Unit, which delivers healthcare services to at-risk and underserved individuals throughout Southern Middle Tennessee by providing basic health screenings, education, and resources. A portion of the proceeds from the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will also support the Foundation's Wellness and Aquatic Center Healthy Living Endowment and the Columbia Parks and Recreation Department. In addition, the Murray County School, with the most participation in the event, will receive a donation to their PE program from the Foundation. The Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot is a great tradition for both Murray County and the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation that helps support our mission of providing important healthcare services for individuals who may not otherwise be able to obtain care, Foundation Executive Director Joe Kilgore said. We're excited to host the Mule Kick 5K and look forward to an exciting race, he said. On Saturday, April 1st, the race will begin at Riverwalk Park in Columbia with an 8 a.m. start time for the 5K and a 9.15 a.m. start time for the one-mile trot. Both runners and walkers are encouraged to participate. Participants may register for the race online at www.runsignup.com forward slash mulekick 5K. The Mule Kick has become one of the great annual events for Murray County, and we are honored to be involved again as presenting sponsor, said Brian K. Williams, chairman and chief executive officer of First Farmers. We're thankful for the tremendous work of the foundation in helping to serve the health care needs of others throughout our region, he said. In addition to presenting sponsor, First Farmers and Merchants Bank, sponsorships ranging from $350 to $2,500 are still available for those who are interested in marketing exposure at this event. For additional information, you can contact Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation at 931-380-4075. To learn more about Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation, the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot, or to make a direct gift to support the Mobile Medical Unit Fund, visit murrayregional.com forward slash foundation. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Harry David Underwood, 90, a retired teacher, principal, and coach for Santa Fe School, Kalioka Unit School, and Spring Hill School, died Friday, February 17th at Vanderbilt Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Underwood will be conducted on Wednesday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Linwood Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Victor C. Beck Sr., 94, a resident of Columbia, passed away on Sunday, February 29th at Life Care Center of Columbia. Funeral services for Mr. Beck will be conducted on Wednesday, February 22nd at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 1 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Mr. Christopher Lynn Brock, 62, an employee of Graphic Packaging International and a resident of Williamsport, died unexpectedly Sunday, February 19th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Brock will be conducted Thursday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. 
As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies today with a high of 69 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect more clouds and a low of 61. Winds will be out of the south at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. We're known for a lot of great things here in Tennessee, but there's one thing we've got to fix now. Too often, criminals use stolen guns and violent crimes. I'm TBI Director David Rausch. Help us prevent gun thefts. When you're not carrying, secure your guns, not only at home, but also in your car. Secure it. Lock it. Help stop it. Take the extra step. Together, we can keep Tennessee safe. Brought to you by the TBI, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Funded under an agreement with the State of Tennessee Department of Finance and Administration Office of Criminal Justice Programs. Supported by Award 2020 MUBX 0051. Awarded by the Bureau of Justice Assistance, Office of Justice Programs, USDOJ. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm your host, Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The Tennessee Department of Health joins partners across the state for the 8th annual Tennessee Quit Week. That's this week, February 20th through the 24th, to encourage Tennesseans who want to quit using tobacco products to take advantage of the state's free resource, the Tennessee Tobacco Quit Line. That's 1-800-QUIT-NOW. We know more than 11,000 Tennesseans die each year from smoking-related illnesses, said Tennessee Health Commissioner Dr. Ralph Alvarado. Help is available for those who want to make it a priority to live healthier lives and are ready to quit smoking, vaping, or using tobacco products, he said. Cigarette smoking is the leading cause of preventable death and disability in the United States, and annual health care costs in Tennessee directly caused by smoking are $3.10 billion. Besides calling 1-800-QUIT-NOW, Tennesseans can text QUIT to 615-795-0600 or access www.tnquitline.com for free coaching and nicotine replacement patches if eligible. It's Quit in Time in Tennessee. Information and resources are at available at Tennessee Quit Week 2023. All services are free to Tennesseans and can double a tobacco user's chance of quitting successfully. Pregnant women who smoke are encouraged to contact their local health department to learn about the Baby and Me tobacco-free program for education and support, and participants can earn free diapers each month for up to one year. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Are you interested in learning more about the fire service? Sign up for Columbia Fire and Rescue's Citizens Fire Academy. CFR's Citizens Fire Academy is a free six-week program open to all citizens of Murray County aged 18 and up. Participants will be given the opportunity to learn more about their local fire department through classroom and hands-on activities. Ten positions are currently available. Classes are set to begin on April 17th. To find out more information or to sign up today, you can visit www.columbiatn.com forward slash 701 forward slash citizens dash fire dash academy. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.